and now it's like actually making it into a real life puzzle it's crazy to me <laughs> and then having people again go through that kind of creative process that I usually would go through I think it's a really beautiful way to connect with people and kind of let them inside my brain today we're arriving with Marielle Guzman the artist behind Pachanka Familiar Marielle is a mixed media painter muralist illustrator and illustration artist who immigrated from Mexico and is currently based in Fort Worth Texas she creates exuberant colorful abstract and surrealist playgrounds inspired by nature Thank you so much for joining us, Marielle. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Thank you so much for your patience with getting this scheduled. I know we had a few scheduling changes, but super excited to get to chat with you about your beautiful piece. Um, please, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into art? So I've been doing art since I was little. I guess like most people, we all do art when we're little kids but my mom is an artist as well and she kind of always encouraged pushing ourselves into like our creativity and stuff for my me and my siblings so my siblings also do their own artist practice which we all have like our completely different styles which is really interesting Basically, I've been doing it, yeah, since I was young and then got more serious about it in high school with taking IB art and being able to really kind of develop my own style and really think about what kind of work I want to make and the purpose of it or the concepts behind it. So that really pushed me into starting to consider it as an actual career and going to school for it, like college. So yeah. Where'd you go for college? I went to UT. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. I studied awesome. studio art, which is a very meaningless degree. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I, it's I, true. I understand the sentiment. Yeah, no, it's unnecessary, but also necessary sometimes. It just depends how you look at it and how you want to go about your career. If you want to be a teacher, it kind of helps, you know, if you want to be a professor. But overall, art is kind of like, you know, has to be done by doing the work. So I, I get it. Like I feel like I've learned the most about how to be an artist and like develop a career out like after college and actually be thrown into real life and everything I've learned along the way it's I think has been way more I guess I don't want to say rewarding I've just been way more helpful than art school and I'm always very transparent about that I'm like I think art school it, it teaches you a lot of things for sure there's a lot of things you can get out of it in terms of like how to think about art and critique it and art history that's all important but I think you don't need to necessarily have a degree to be successful I think you can be self-taught for sure yeah yeah uh, 100% yeah. agree well we talked about this a little before we got on the call but we are all alumni of Allen High School, which mm -hmm. is an amazing school. I mean, I, I think, like, that's one thing I, I talk about. Like, people people talk about, like, oh, Allen High School with their billion-dollar, you know, <laughs> facility for football. Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it is a lot of money for a football <laughs> stadium. However, I do feel like Allen does put a lot into all of their studies. Like, So, <laughs> like, I, you know, how was yeah. your experience with the art program there? I loved it. No, I think they definitely really put a lot of money into any, I guess, field you're interested in. Because I remember they had a really good broadcasting program. Yeah, they had like a whole professional set that like you would see in like an actual TV show or a news anchor studio. But 
I also did orchestra and I remember that being also very well funded and even the spaces where we got to like practice and the band and all that choir like all those rooms were like massive and Mm -hmm. definitely like if you really wanted to pursue that seriously like they had really good teachers with so much experience I definitely love yeah like taking IB art specifically I had Mr. Garrett and he was probably one of my most influential teachers I had in terms of like did you have him too yeah I did I think you're right because as I had his class for like regular art that's how I went to IBR and I had uh, Miss Turner. But yeah, he was awesome. He was so yeah. laid back, but also like he really pushed his students to think more critically about their work and like research. And he would provide all these resources, I remember, for all of us to, I guess, really dive in deeper into like art history or like even read more um, like academic literature or like essays and stuff. Like if, if people who've been like maybe our more contemporary artists i think if it wasn't for him i i don't think i would have probably decided to go on to study continue my my art education and like go to school for it or even like be like oh i want to be an artist actually like this is a career i feel i align with and i know it's gonna be extremely difficult but i think it's worth attempting it because i know he and his wife both are practicing artists as well as teachers and he kind of for the first time in my life made me realize like no it is possible and you can do it too there's like here's some ways that you can achieve that so that was really eye-opening and exciting to be told like no you don't have to do another job that you don't like you can yeah. continue to do this. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think he did the same for me as far as, like, I did art mostly, like, growing up and then in middle school, I did art in my seventh grade or whatever. Then I stopped for a couple of years and I got back in my junior year, I did his art class. And that's where I was like, I really want to take this. I was like, like I said, I see, like, a career path in it as far as, like, graphic design and design related. That's kind of where I went after that. And so in my IB art class with Miss Turner, I was able to do, like, kind of whatever project you want to do, right? So I did like poster designs and things of that nature to kind of really build to towards graphic design. And that's kind of where I think Mr. Garrett definitely helped me to like see that that's, uh, his class was just so, yeah, and his, his class was fun and like entertaining. And then like, like I said, made you think a little bit more about the art and stuff. So I think that was really helpful. So wh- how would you describe like your style as art as far as like the piece you have for the puzzle and just in general, your work, you do a lot of murals, I, I know, so. I don't know why I still struggle to answer this question because I've been asked this a lot of times. I mean, I know definitely my work is like the palette is very bold and vibrant and stuff. I also, I would say my work is more in the abstract Mm -hmm. kind of realm. But in a way, I also like to have kind of dabble into surrealism because I know, I know some of you can see some of I mean, like different pieces like there's some stuff that is recognizable and you can kind of get the idea of like what inspired it what like oh it reminds you of nature or maybe of like different like it reminds you of like an environment that maybe you could exist in but still overall pretty much a very abstract kind of world so it's kind of how I've been able to like think about it or like what it is that I've kind of been developing since I was young just this world that I guess is in my head <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> I love it. Like, how does that? I know you mentioned like 
that your 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 mom's an artist, your siblings are all artists, which is super you know cool. Like to if you grow up in that environment, how does your style like differ from theirs? Like what what does your mom do? Like how did you did you were you able to kind of see something in their art that where you just kind of like tweaked it or like how did you kind of get to that point? So my mom works more in realism and painting like figurative stuff. My brother is definitely more in the surrealism world specifically. His name's actually Dali, and he was named after Salvador Dali, because my parents' favorite artist. And I think in a way, maybe he's wanted to live up to that name or obviously like kind of carry that legacy in a way but in his own style for sure he's also works in like the digital world he does a lot of a lot of animation and stuff so it's been interesting to like now see the way he's kind of expanded his skills and his world in this new media way and then my sister was always more into impressionism and then obviously i went just like full abstract So I remember growing up and then I guess more in my late teenager years was when I started really going full abstract and that's what felt like the most, I guess, authentic to me and where I kind of found like, oh, I, this is, this feels right and I want to keep exploring this world and be very experimental with materials and kind of start to allow more room for like unexpected results and like be more playful and I remember my family being like what like what is this like never really understanding what I was creating or what it was supposed to represent and then they would always like ask me what is it supposed to be and I would be like I don't know and I'm sure they thought I was maybe like doing drugs or something and I don't know (laughs) but I wasn't I don't know. I guess in a way, yeah, we've all kind of influenced each other because obviously abstract, it has to come from something in your own experiences that you've witnessed and it's your way to, I guess, interpret your world. It's not like it doesn't come from like anywhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I know you also like, you always, I see you're always doodling and doing stuff. So what does like art do for you in general? Does it feel like it's therapeutic or just what you have to do? How do you, you think about that? No, yeah, it's definitely therapeutic. That's why I think when I started to paint in like a more abstract style, that's when I was able to tap into this very meditative state of mind that I'd never experienced. And it helped me a lot as like an escape and to create this world that I could exist in that made sense to me. And it was my own language. And now being, I feel like, I think I've talked about this a little bit, the first time we had like an interview, but now that I've been developing it for like, I guess almost 10 years, like that specific style and being an adult, I've been able to really reflect and try to think of like, okay, where did that come from? And like get to the root of like why this abstract world has been my place where I felt my most authentic self. And then it made me realize it definitely had to do with kind of my experience as like an immigrant and coming here like obviously I was 10 years old when I moved to the U.S. but then having to completely adapt to a new culture and like new language and be able to sort of blend in because mm-hmm. as survival I wanted to be able to be at the same level as like other kids and like a a different nationality than me and master their language and not have an accent but then I wouldn't practice Spanish enough so then I would start to forget Spanish 
and like kind of forget my roots and like not really connect with my Mexican culture because I thought if I was too Mexican, then I wouldn't be accepted, you know? So then going back to Mexico and then having my accent being weird, my family would be like, oh, why do you talk like that? And now I wasn't Mexican enough for them. So it was like this weird like way to grow up and like not feel like you belong in either culture. And you would probably, it's impossible to probably belong in both of them equally. So then with my art, I was able to like have this escape and therapy and it was just for me and my own world and my own language and like it didn't matter like if it didn't make sense to anybody or like because it just belonged to me and I could belong there that's really more it's my place where I belong and I feel safe and I think doodling definitely continues to help me through that like every day even if there's times when I like don't make time to doodle and I'll just think of like getting big pieces done and like making whatever like great paintings and masterpieces but then I forget how important doodling is because it's just kind of getting ideas out and just getting kind of understanding the world around me or like thinking through all these things through just lines and color and I feel like that's so much more pure for artists and like the really beautiful place where you can yeah like heal a lot so yeah definitely therapy (laughs) is my point (laughs) That's beautiful. I love it. I know, like, during my my day job, we have, like, all these different, like, associate groups. And one of them is the, they called it third culture group and that's basically like children immigrants or immigrants themselves were like they mentioned the same thing where it's like you feel like you don't really fit in as a you know in your in in the american side of like you know as far as like relating to people from here you don't necessarily relate to the people from where you're from your culture um, because you are in this middle ground but it's interesting because like you know of course there are people from all different countries that are in that group like and they all have that same experience and so like even when you feel like you're kind of like alone in this world like there's still so many people that also know what that feels like you know in their own way so yeah and I feel like a lot of this isn't something I even really thought about until I was I guess in my late 20s and realizing that experience and like how unique that experience is and that it's like a third it's a third culture and it's made me really want to like connect with a lot more people that are immigrants like it doesn't matter like where they're from but to talk about that and like talk about those experiences because it's definitely like a kind of a place where like trauma exists but you don't even realize how that affects you and the way you experience the world or like relationships because obviously it affects the way you experience family and that can really be triggering in a way but I feel like I think it's good to have art where like or find your way to kind of heal through that or really express mm-hmm. yourself or kind of get to it like know your identity because your sense of identity is so confusing <laughs> but yeah. that's like I mean yeah everybody obviously struggles with with all these concepts but yeah I don't know it's interesting the, the more specific you are the more people understand it and can relate to it basically mm-hmm. uh, and so like you know you think like like when they talk about like in business like you you think you you know you think like advertising to everybody will mean that more people more people will come to you but really the more so you the more niche you are the be- the more people relate and are actually and want to be a part of that thing so um, I think yeah like you said like there are so many people that like you know it is a unique experience to you but it's also 
also that same unique experience to so many others, um, you know, in a way. And of course, like everybody has their own version of that, but it's still like a way that you can really relate to each other. Yeah, I think that's very important. So you are the creator of this beautiful piece. I believe it's pronounced Pachanga Familiar. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Kind so, of. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the piece like your inspiration how it came to be I, it's it's absolutely my favorite I was like the one when we were about to do all the putting it together and like we had to decide like who was doing what I was like I'm doing that one I love it it's and it's really it's really really fun I finished it uh my husband was in the hospital for a few days and like I did it night after I came back home from visiting him so I'm like oh this is so great <laughs> how long did it take you to do it <laughs> it took me I think like two days and unfortunately I dropped it when I was yeah. moving it into my car so I actually had to do it two or three times <laughs> because I kept dropping it and like I'm like okay I'll fix it and then I'll put it back in the car and then I put it in the car and then it fell out of a, a, a mess but <laughs> oh my god I think it was actually a pretty easy puzzle yeah like, like a lot of the patterns and textures and stuff in the, in the thing has like, like specific spots mm-hmm. so I think That's it really made it like finding the uh, paths and like the yeah the, sorting and all that was really easy out. I actually was able mm-hmm. to finish it like I, I was able to do the majority of it without really even looking at the box because there's so much like oh all of these colors go together and so like I just and like I was able to like just kind of like oh based on the shape and based on the color this goes here and I did I did a good chunk of it without even looking at the picture because I was like okay I see that one green streak is going through all of these pieces you know and or whatever you know different pattern and so it was it was kind of fun because like you know I got to like as as you're just you're just going piece by piece but then it's like oh that's that's a leaf right there you know <laughs> you're kind of discovering the, yeah. the actual image <laughs> that's so interesting yeah. honestly it's been so fascinating to like hear people's experience of putting together my art because <laughs> I've mm-hmm. never that's never happened before I guess maybe with murals when I have an assistant and then they have to be like oh what what is this that I'm painting here and then usually if it's abstract they don't really know they're like oh is this blob thing like supposed to do this because again yeah. there's no right or wrong way or formula but with my work it's anything can happen <laughs> so I love hearing all this and it's been like honestly really cool to have this experience of having my work be made into a puzzle and kind of allow people into my world in that way because even with I've started to think a lot about even the way that I make my own work in its own way it's almost like a puzzle as well in my own mind as I work through it because most of the time it's very intuitive but I'm still trying to make sense of each individual piece, whether it's like an environment or entirely abstract, it's still something that develops in a way. I don't know if it's like, I know color is a big part of the intuitiveness of like where like the relationship between all of like the different forms or how they exist together in a way like I'm creating this harmony, even if it only makes sense to me, but I'm still not entirely sure what the end result will be like when I'm creating it. So I'm like, oh, this is what I'm making. It's like, oh, I just let it kind of evolve. On its own but I'm still collaborating in a way with the material or whatever idea comes up and I'm working through it but it's a puzzle at the end that I'm solving in my own mind and now it's like actually making it into a real life puzzle it's crazy (laughs) to me (laughs) and then having people again go through that kind of creative process that I usually would go through I think it's a really beautiful way to connect with people and kind of let them inside my brain (laughs) and I hope they enjoy it but you're saying it's pretty easy so that's good you you talk 
talking about like, you know, creating artist therapeutic. And I'm like, I personally am not very artistic. I mean, like I enjoy art. I overdo things. Like I'll like do something and then like I keep going. Like I don't know where to stop. And so like I keep going until I ruin it. <laughs> and so for me, art is not therapeutic. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> um, you know, puzzles can be therapeutic. And so like in us like choosing art as our subject with these puzzles versus like, you know, photos, or I'm getting to experience art and like kind of be the artist in putting the puzzle together and like, and getting that therapeutic benefit on the other, on the other end without actually having to, <laughs> to be creative in that way. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. But even like, like you're saying, like, you, there's also this frustration in like the creative process like that's mm -hmm. definitely real I every piece I've ever made like there's a lot of like this is good like this is working and then like and then I get to a point where I'm like wait that doesn't work and then pure frustration and then you have to just keep working through it that's like a really big thing with I think painting obviously but I think any form of creating it's the perseverance like mm -hmm. even if you're gonna it's not gonna make sense and you're gonna be like why does this not make sense or like, why does this look so bad this looks terrible like why am I even like an artist like I guess everything <laughs> this happens literally like on the I don't want to say daily but sometimes like yeah where you're like no like what am I doing this and then I have to like step away from it and then I can come back and then I'm like oh then I now see what I guess I was doing like what my brain was putting together and again like a puzzle but you have to go through that frustration and kind of like let it not stop you from pushing yeah. through but it's really hard sometimes <laughs> no. so I gotta go back to some of those paint with a twist things and see if I can fix them now <laughs> no but that's not good also because I have paintings that I'm like I finish but then I like if I have them around my house I will look at them and be like oh, I need to like that doesn't look right like I should add and you could do this with everything you make and you will never right. finish a painting so yeah. it's so important to be able to like let go and like not feel so attached to every piece that like because I'm starting to learn that whatever painting I made five years ago it needs to stay the way it was because I was a different person like I was going through mm -hmm. different things and I think that's a way to document kind of like your growth as well because mm -hmm. you're not going to make a masterpiece like not everything's going to be just this impactful painting that's going to change like history in the world and like that's not even the point of I think why artists should be artists I think that's a very egotistical purpose it's like you should do it just because you need to to survive <laughs> and make living a little more exciting or yeah work through your own thoughts and yeah, yeah which one sorry again other random rant. I oh, love it. So I don't know if we've actually had like a like this side of the conversation as far as like what it does for you. Like how do you feel about the art like um so much? And so it's really awesome to hear like that side. Yeah, you talk about frustration. Even when you're doing the puzzle or doing puzzles in general, sometimes like you have to like step away so you can get fresh eyes, come back and look at it a different way, or like change your angle. Mm -hmm. That helps Or just say you know say stop for the day, come back tomorrow because. This puzzle can be frustrating, like so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just part of the process. Yeah. Just kind of like. Yeah. And I like what you said about kind of working on a different area. You can't figure mm -hmm. 
yeah, turning it around, like looking at it from like a different perspective and stuff like that can totally change and get you to connect the overall thoughts together. And that's also like with my work, how I like to create, like kind of like I'll flip the canvas or I'll like if I'm on the floor, I like walk around it and look at it from like this view and then try to make sense of it from an entirely different perspective but i want to like interview more people in terms of like the puzzle and like thinking of oh did you ever look at it upside down or did you ever like what was the part that you struggle with and then how did you figure that out what did you do what was the step that like, got you through that yeah. obstacle or like frustration you mentioned like that how sometimes like you'll you know turn the canvas upside down and then work on it that way and i was thinking about like you do murals and so I know we we, ha we talked to another artist that, that did our abstract piece, Hot, which is right here. And his piece, he said that like, you know, he's he's done a piece and then like walked into a gallery and they flipped upside down. And he's like, oh, that's not how I pictured it, but that works too, you know? <laughs> and so like when you have a mural, like it's not going to be hung upside down. <laughs> when you start, do you intend for it to be a certain direction or have you ever flipped it and been like, oh, actually I kind of like it that way. And, and Ended up keeping it upside down with a painting or a mural. Yeah. Well, well, because I'm like, because I know like a lot of times with murals, like you, you do a smaller version first and then like project it to like make it into a mural, right? I guess with murals, I've had to really, I don't know if the word, word is redefined, but kind of manipulate my process with murals. Because the first one I did, since my work was always very spontaneous and like I don't like to have a plan or like know exactly what the painting will look like at the end because I find that I don't have as much motivation to create it if I already know the end results. I get bored if I by like step-by-step -step type of creating. The thing that's why I struggle with still lifes a lot when I was in school because I know it's like, oh, do this and then you shade and then you do this part. And then to me, I like allowing a lot of room for any like unexpected collaboration with either the paint like if the paint randomly like keeps flowing and then now I covered this whole part like just allowing that to happen and letting a lot like chaos be part of the process but also knowing when to control it and with murals I tried to do that for the first one and I kind of had an idea because I had to like show something to the person who gave me the wall but then every single day I would like look at it and then try to make sense of it and like change and then be like okay now I'm gonna add this and now I'm gonna add this and then I would take a photo and then try to like kind of work on it like digitally and it literally kept evolving every single day into an entirely new thing and this was like a 75 foot wide wall that I couldn't even see I couldn't stand in front of it and see the whole thing so I realized yeah. I can't make sense of this. This doesn't work the same way it works with like a canvas in front of me. And also my mom was helping me with it. And she had no idea what I was even trying to create. And she had no idea. She's like, I mean, this looks finished. And be like, no, that doesn't make sense there. She's like, why not? And then, <laughs> and I know if I would have never been able to walk away from it and be like, it's finished. I would have probably worked on it months. And I worked on it for a whole month. And she was like, we need to stop. <laughs> like you need to let go of this but it was obviously my first mural and i it's huge it's taking over this entire part of this street and people are gonna get to it to me i'm like it needs it needs to obviously be good because it's so intrusive like it's in people's yeah. public space and i feel like that comes with a lot of pressure and I've been able to, in some cases, have clients that trusted me to be able to allow room for changes while I'm creating the mural. But I think 
whenever I had one that I could be spontaneous and like change, I like to sometimes like lay down and then just look at it from below. So that's been like one of my ways that I can see it from a different angle. Yeah. <laughs> and really kind of be immersed in it. Or if I've been on like a scissor lift and I can like look down below and look at it from that angle. I, I feel like I'm getting back to the question, but I feel like I went yeah, all that's, over. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just murals are such a whole beast. And like, I'm a pretty small person. I'm like five one. So it's been really interesting to experience scale in that way, creating works that are larger than me <laughs> I have my entire body kind of be very much involved in terms of like if when I'm just doodling I can sit down but if I'm doing a mural I have to let, like sometimes like if I'm doing spray paint like put my entire body into it it's almost like a dance a full workout <laughs> oh yeah no it's very very physical but I find that to be a new way that I've been able to kind of be more intimate with the piece and feel very much like I don't know like my entire self is like part of it yeah. does that make sense <laughs> yeah. yeah it definitely does when you say you talk about you know that it feels like dance so do you typically listen to music when you're like when you're doing murals or what is your creative process as far as music because of course it's called vibe and with and we and we do talk about like the music that inspires it as well i definitely listen to music when i paint i think that's a very important part of getting into that space in a more kind of i don't want to say trance but i i guess it depends if i am if i have like somebody with me painting and then so i'll play music for like both of us to enjoy so I usually like to play a lot of disco whenever I have somebody with me and very much like upbeat and like get you going because it is very physical. So in a way you can like, again, go into that flow. But if I'm alone or I have my headphones in, I've been more inclined to listen to very instrumental music, whether like classical music or lo-fi or electronic, but very chill electronic. I don't know if you know the band Air. They're this band from, they're from France that do I'm not going to say when they started because I don't know. But they're pretty old. <laughs> and my brother listened to them. So when I was growing up, I got exposure to them and also this band named Sigur So I'm definitely very thankful to my brother because my the most influential music that I've had in my life since I was really young is mostly like the music he listened to. And I still, to this day, like Sigur is a band from Iceland and they just made up their own language. And it's... <laughs> the most some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my life they have like a very big like orchestra and so many instruments and it's whenever you see them live like again you don't even know what they're saying but it's very emotional I know I guess I realize in a way I prefer music that is abstract in terms of I think sometimes like the if I hear the <laughs> words and language that can distract me from what I'm creating and they can like influence so if I'm it's just telling me a story or taking me through their own experience they're creating with their own language then like I can tap into my own and let that flow more, more easily but yeah I mean I guess also I mean I also really like jazz but I think jazz is another way of like very improvised and it's very much about like feeling it out and like going with this flow and collaborating and like feeding up each other's like energy and I really love that aspect like improvisation and kind of being really intuitive with your craft and your language yeah <laughs> I love that you said like yeah the music list is kind of abstract in a way too so I think it's pretty it's 
pretty cool. Like, it's so on have brand. Your, you have, yeah, <laughs> your own world is really what you created. But yeah. <laughs> what do you guys listen of. to? Because I am gotten to that age, I listen to the music that I grew up with. Like you know, like I am like unfortunately, I'm I'm at because of, probably because I have kids and I'm busy and I don't really I don't I'm out in the car as often as I used to be because of mm. COVID. You know, so I don't really know what's what's playing now as much as I know the music I grew up with. You She's know, out of so. Touch. Yes, I'm out of touch. So, like, literally, I listen to Beyonce. Even, like, sometimes, like, I want to, like, go back to Destiny's Child just because I'm like, man, you remember that song? Like, you remember, like, it was, like, remembering the feelings of, like, when I was listening to them when I was young. I still listen to, like, you know, hip-hop and current music or whatever. I, I'm just, uh, yeah, actually, I started listening to recently just while I'm working. If I'm, if I need to focus on something, I actually put on, like, old theme music from, like, <laughs> you know, the Pokemon game, the Red and Blue. I put that on just, like, play in the background. I think it helps me, like, to not, like I said, I'm not like, I just, when I listen to music, I like to listen to the lyrics. So with that, I'm not listening to lyrics. I'm just listening to the sounds, sounds. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then that kind of helps sometimes I'm working. But that's something new I've got into. I haven't done I didn't do it before. Kind of like, you know, lo-fi and all that stuff. So wrapping up a bit, what's next for you? I know you do a lot of murals, and I know you're always busy. <laughs> so <laughs> got a new year coming. Yeah. What are you excited about for 2023? <laughs> but now I'm working on a meow I don't know if you're oh, familiar yeah. with Meow Wolf. A lot of, I, I find out a lot of people like are, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. but so right now I'm in like the production mode, and I'm starting to create all the sculptures, and so it's really the main thing I'm gonna be focusing on for like major, like first half of the year. I think the whole thing opens in the summer, so I'm gonna spend like the next few months working on like over 20 sculptures, and also have when I actually can get to go work on the site when it's ready, I have to create all these murals for the space. So it's definitely like my biggest project I've ever done in terms of size and the amount of work that goes into it. Like I've never been able to create sculptures that are this permanent because I've only done like installations with like recycled materials or stuff that I thrifted and just kind of like put together because I always had really small budgets for those projects, which is great because that's kind of like how you really test your creativity whenever you work with whatever you have available. So I'm definitely very excited. Like I'm already learning so much about these different sculpting materials and like it's really exciting to see my work in a more three-dimensional way. And I still can't imagine what it's going to be like when I'm actually in the room and I'm putting this world together because it's basically a lot of the forms and the plans and stuff are similar to like the puzzle where it's like this reunion of all these different things I've created or elements and then they're all now existing in harmony in this environment so think of that but like in a whole room it's like human scale be fully immersed in it and like touch it and kind of yeah go inside my head or like into this world that I created since I was young as my own like happy place and like my own so it's insane to me that like they've obviously like reached out and they're like we want your work and we want to help you (laughs) create that into this space and like permanent that's going to be here for decades and so many people are going to be able to interact with it but it's also very intimidating and I'm like oh because it's like a lot of pressure too but they're an amazing team like very helpful and I usually like you said I work on so many different things and projects I'm like oh I'm working on three murals right now and I don't want to do that with this because it's such a personal project that I really want for the first time in my career to be able to just only focus on that and like be fully like my brain is only thinking about this world and this environment like one part is here one part's over there it's like I think I've done that too much and my brain is on just overdrive
Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to be able to just focus on one project. But yeah. So right now that's kind of my only thing I'm doing, which is I good. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to go check it out. You'll keep us updated on when it's released and then we can share it out with all the followers so they can go see it. For sure. I'll be posting a lot about it in the next months. So kind of like the behind the scenes process and yeah. it's going to be, my studio is going to get very crammed with so many sculptures around me. <laughs> So that's going to be interesting to experience. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I honestly, I still have like even more questions in my brain, but I know <laughs> that, you, that you are very busy and you have things to get to today. So we will let you go. But for now, or you know, before we leave, could you please tell everybody where we can follow, where we can find you, socials, website, all that? I guess the best place to see my work and more up to date is on my Instagram. And my Instagram is at Marielle Guzman. Um, I also have a website, but I need to update a lot of stuff in it. But you know how it goes. But my website is bymarielle.com. Um, those are really the main ones. I tried TikTok. I can't. You know, I'm like, I need to have a social media to just like, enjoy because I realize Instagram has just become business and I don't get to just like look at funny stuff because I get like, no, I need to see what everybody like be aware of like what's happening in the art world and like TikTok. I'm like, I love it. I get to just like learn or like laugh. Yeah, I completely understand that and respect it because <laughs> I, I definitely am like, man, I never go on my personal Instagram anymore. Like it's all business. <laughs> Yeah, I realized like, oh, I haven't seen like a lot of my friends that I grew up with, like what they're up to because I never get on my personal one anymore. And then I feel disconnected from all that. And then, you know, it's not good. It's not healthy, yeah. but we're yeah. all figuring it out. Social media is complicated with how it's affecting our lives. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Well, thank awesome. you so thank much you for so being so patient. Time. Of course. <laughs> this was honestly one of my favorite podcasts I've done. I definitely felt way more relaxed. Like you said, awesome. we're just hanging out and having a conversation. Oh, like yeah. we're friends catching up. So thank yeah. you for <laughs> making me feel so comfortable. Oh, yes. You can also listen to a curated playlist of music to pair with this artist puzzle on Spotify.